Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. Harry Schrader, editor of the site, host of the show, and glad to be with you. Basketball season, college basketball season is over, though it's never over. It's uh, the portal pandemic season, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, But we brought a guest on today. His name is Bill Armstrong, and he is the head coach of the national champion Link Year Academy Lions basketball program. Won the Geico Nationals after the team came in second a year ago. Win it this year. And, Bill, first of all, uh, just thanks for joining us and being a part of this. It's got to be fun to be the national champion. Harry, thanks for having me. Yeah, that has a nice little ring to it when you say it that way. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun working towards it with this group of guys that we have. Um each and every day was was uh, just a pleasure to go to work, and that, that's not always the case, you know. When I, I've I've had good teams that I didn't love to go to practice and coach them, but uh, in the games they ended up being good players. But this team was just a joy to work with every single day, and uh, they put in the time and the, and the commitment uh, to getting it done. And then uh, they played great uh, last week to, to or a couple weeks ago to be able to to be called national champions. People that have visited my website and our podcast have seen me interview uh, Adam Donier, who kind of, you're the father of Link Year Academy, but you guys are located in Branson, Missouri. Talk about Link Year Academy in, in general and, and, and as it pertains to basketball. Uh, talk about vision, focus, what you guys are trying to do there. Well, this is, you know, Adam Donier's vision to, you know, start a athletics academy um, and, and one day be, uh, you know, uh, the IMG of the Midwest, so to speak, you know, and, and it started with a post-grad school, uh, then a post-grad basketball team. And now, uh, we're two years into the, to the high school basketball team, and we'll be adding a, uh, women's high school basketball team next year. So his vision has taken off, um, for us to be able to do what we've done in the last two years is, is a pretty incredible story, but it, it says a lot about, uh, the people of link of Canacook of Adam Donye's just the, the work they put in and, and just the, you know, it's all about people, you know, uh, administrations really win championships and the commitment and, and, the, and the work that they do behind the scenes that nobody sees to, to give us the opportunity to recruit uh, the kind of kids that we've been able to recruit and then uh, be able to, um, you know, put, put the, the guys on the floor to get, get the um, wins that we need. But last year they laid the foundation with coach Perry going 34 and two. And, um, you know, that's an amazing story within itself and in, in year one to get made to the Geico national championship game and uh, go 34 and two. And then we were able to build off that because of that. Uh, people knew about Link Academy. Great players knew about Link Academy uh, and, and wanted to come here. And so it allowed us to recruit uh, the caliber player that we needed uh, to be able to to make another run at it. And uh, this group was able to uh, go play really, really well and, and find a way to get it done. Talk to me about where those players come from. Like you said, people now are aware and maybe even looking for you, but how do you guys go out and, I don't know, recruit elite level players? I, I remember maybe it was last year, two years ago, uh, two of the better players here in St. Louis uh, from Chaminade High School, they were going to have a great basketball team, and then, oops, they went to Link and, right. and, and were a part of that. And so talk about just that process, the finding the, the players, not just great players, but the right kind of players. Yeah, and, and and that's exactly right. You got to have the, you got to put together a team. You got to put together 
uh, group of guys that uh, we have a certain culture here at, at Link Academy that, that we're going to stick to abide by. And uh, so you got to you got to recruit the right kind of guys. And, and obviously they got to have some talent on the basketball floor. And, uh, you know, they've come from all over. We got guys from Texas. Uh, we got guy from Alabama. We have a kid, Cam Carr, from Springfield right down the road. And Elliot Cadeau's from New Jersey and Arkansas and uh, Ohio. And we, we've got them from all over the country. And, you know, it, the model of high school basketball is going more and more that way, kind of mm-hmm. towards the European model where the, the best of the best are all going to be looking to play at a, at a prep boarding school type uh high school now because of the exposure they've been given through geico espn and uh and the nat playing a national schedule it prepares them uh not, not only basketball but more so to me just mm. prepares them for the lifestyle they're gonna have to lead uh once they get to college meaning you know it's really like a job to be honest with you here, you know, and it's a commitment to do that. And, uh, they get up in the morning, our guys get up in the morning, lift weight or eat breakfast as a team, lift weights. Uh, we practice from 10 to 12, then they go to lunch and they have class and they're back in the gym, you know? Uh, so it, it's a 12 hour a day job for them when you include the classwork that they have to do. So that's how college is, you know? And so that's what it prepares them for the most. And I think that, that, uh, that model is going to be, Become more and more prevalent, uh, especially with the top tier player uh, as we continue to move forward. I've been down there. I've seen the facility. It's spectacular, and and yeah, watching the guys uh, lift and work out. I've, I've been down there a time, or, uh, maybe just one time, and watched practice a little bit a couple of years ago, and 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 noticed you know how they yeah, it's just like being in college. It's they're it starting college life early and and getting exposure you know at that in one level they're just getting exposure other people are seeing them but they're getting exposed to what life is going to be like in the next year or two exposed is the biggest part you know these kids through you know the majority of all the kids that we have people have known about Mm there the majority of them are top 100 in the country they they come in here with all kind of offers obviously uh, you know, I think on day one that you could be out in the recruiting period, we had 50 something coaches in. I mean, they, they get the exposure, but but being exposed to the to the way things are going to be for them in college gives them a huge advantage. I, I've seen it uh, on the other side as a college coach uh, when you have kids come in from a traditional high school uh, and they get there in June and, and they you know, you give them their schedule and they don't understand. Like, what do you mean? I got to go to weights and then I got to eat and then I got to come back and watch film. And then it just, you know, their mind is blown. They're, they're lucky to be able to find their dorm at night. Whereas these kids that come here to link, um, you know, they've been there and done that. They've had to do things on their own and wash their own laundry and, uh, you know, find the, find the dining hall three times a day and still practice. And then all the things that you have to do in college. And so they're used to it. They're not really coming in there as freshmen and uh, that's a huge advantage for them because when uh you know june one hits all these teams are, are getting after it now the rules have changed to where you can really get stuff in in the summertime so right. there's no wasting time and uh th- those traditional high school freshmen are, are behind the game a little bit uh because they're just so overwhelmed by all the other things that go along with college whereas uh kids coming from link academy or not how, how did you get connected with link you had a, a college uh, coaching career. And then coach Perry was there last year. They finished second at the, at the nationals. And then he gets a job at Kansas state. How did Adam lasso you in? Well, I was blessed to have this opportunity. I thank Adam and, and Joe and, and all the people of, of Lincoln candy cook that have given me this opportunity, uh, every day. Uh, it just, 
Um, you know, I, I was in the SEC for 16 years at Ole Miss for 11 and then LSU for five and then uh, was let go at LSU and, and Coach Perry took the Kansas State job. Well, I had recruited, uh, we'd actually signed early Julian Phillips at LSU off the team from last year. Uh, so we were up here. I think we came up here when the, from the first week you could, seven straight weekends. And then once you <laughs> sign a kid, you can see them as much as you want after that. So I myself, I think our head coach, Coach Wade, came with me all seven times. And then uh, after that, I came a few more times myself. So I really got to know Adam that way. Uh, a really good friend of mine named Jake Hedrick uh, is a friend of, of, of Adam as well and a friend of Matt Soother who runs uh, MoCan. It just all all I knew those guys and got to know them through the recruitment of Julian. And then my friendship with Jake Hedrick uh, led me to better friendships with Adam and Matt. And in the end, uh, when the job came open and I didn't have a job and we talked it out and uh, it made sense to my wife. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure I was going to do it because I had to leave my oldest daughter. Uh, I'm sorry, my second oldest. So my oldest daughter goes to LSU. My second oldest daughter was a senior in high school and we didn't really want to take her from that uh and in the end uh she kind of made the decision she told me i was going to take a year off and she just told me that hey you're a coach and that's what you do and that's what i want you to do and i'll be okay and so when she told me that uh i reconsidered and uh, we talked it out and uh, here i am pretty amazing i was uh you know i i think about all those things you know uh you talk about all those visits recruiting is really an easy job right yeah, yeah, it is. It's a very easy job. Not time consuming at all. Not at all. I want to go back a little bit. You played uh, for Andy Kennedy at UAB and then you coached with him at Ole Miss. Talk about him. I'm intrigued by him because I've watched him coach and be wildly successful. And uh, you watch him on the sidelines and sometimes he's very demonstrative. And yet I know, uh, you know, that and you can have a certain image of a coach when he's demonstrative. Uh, talk a little bit about Andy Kennedy. Uh, intense is the word I use, Harry. He he's intense all the time, but it, that's a good thing. He's made me uh, so much better, and 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 the the coach that I am, obviously. Um, you know, I've I've gone back. AK goes even farther. When he played at UAB, my father was on staff at UAB. I was a ball boy for all of his college games. That's amazing. So, then I had the opportunity to walk on at UAB where he was an assistant coach. He helped me with that with Coach Murray Barto was our head coach. Uh, I did that and earned a scholarship uh, after a couple of years, I believe. I, I was there for five and I was on scholarship for two uh, there at the end. Uh, you know, wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world. I've obviously met my wife and now have five kids. So uh, it, it was a perfect experience for me. And AK and I obviously became close over those five years. Well, then he went to Cincinnati and I stayed on as a graduate assistant for Murray for one more year. Uh, then I went away to a junior college, uh, came back to Birmingham Southern, and uh, was an assistant coach at Birmingham Southern. And when he got the old Miss job, uh, he hired me as his director of operations. Um, and I was his director of operations for five years and then uh, promoted to assistant coach for six uh, before going to LSU. So we were together for a long, long time. And uh, now he's back coaching our alma mater at right. UAB and having incredible success. I saw something the other day, he won 78 games in the last, in his three years there, which is like top five in the country uh, as it uh, pertains to wins in the last three years. So he's had great success and will have continued success. And uh, 
you know, I, I learned a lot from him. I, I've been fortunate enough to work for, you know, many great coaches, uh, starting with the Bartos playing for, for Coach Murray and then uh, learning under uh, Ryan Cross, at, uh, who's now ironically assistant for AK at UAB, uh, was gave me my first real assistant spot at a Chipola junior college. And then uh, worked under Dwayne Rebol, who's legendary, two national titles in the NAI level and uh, for three years. And then uh, obviously was with AK and then Will Wade. So I've had, I've had uh, the good fortune of learning under a lot of great coaches who have taught me a lot about the game of basketball and, and recruiting good players and uh, everything in between. You say that every basketball coach I talk to, uh, it's all this whole game is about relationship, isn't it? It's about relationship it with people, your players and so forth. But but relationships got to be right at the center of all of it. And if you, you know, doing those things well and, and being related to the right people is huge. For sure. And, I, you know, I mean, I, to me, that's life. Eric. You got to it's about relationships and it's about people and then living your life for for other people. Uh, those are, to me, the only people that are truly happy. And if you're not living your life for, for other people, it's hard to be happy. But uh, yeah, I mean, in anything in life, you need other people's help and you got to have relationships to get things done. And uh, the more and, and better relationships you have in recruiting, the, the better the outcome will be. Uh, talking about relationship, what was your relationship like with Marshall Henderson at Ole Miss when he was the talk of college basketball during one March Madness season and kind of flamboyant and playing off the fans? Talk about that season and and, and Marshall. Well, that, that was a very memorable season. That's one I'll never forget. Marshall and I are extremely close or were extremely close. Uh, when I coached him now, Marshall wasn't a whole lot of fun to coach in practice. He didn't like practice a whole lot, but uh, he was fun to have on the team uh, when the game started. He was just the ultimate competitor and winner. And uh, we we've uh, became really close then and remained extremely close. I'm going to his wedding here uh, next month. He's getting married. Um, Marshall's doing very well for himself in the logistics business. And uh Man, that season I have so many stories, but to, for the ride he took us on uh, along with the other guys on the team uh, to win the SEC Tournament Championship and uh, be a shot away from the Sweet 16 there in, in Kansas City was uh, our first taste of the NCAA Tournament uh, at Ole Miss. So uh, it came at a crucial time. And what Marshall's done for, for me and, and my family is tremendous. We actually, I could tell you a story that uh you know i was on our 10-year anniversary my wife's half italian we went to italy and uh we were overlooking the city of siena and we always said we were going to have six kids and we'd stopped at four uh my youngest daughter's a bit of a diva so we called her uh the reason why we weren't having any more kids <laughs> at that time but i guess my wife was feeling a little uh you know, had a little baby fever and she's like, are we really going to stop? And I was like, babe, you know, we're going into year seven and hadn't been in the NCAA tournament, even though we'd had great success. We'd won over 20 a year for six years. It was an ideal. We just could never get in there. We we're going to NIT. And I said, if we don't make the NCAA tournament this year, I don't know that we can afford the four that we have, but I'll make you a deal. If we make the NCAA tournament, uh, we'll have a boy and his initials will be NCAA. Cause I could obviously do that with the last name Armstrong. So uh, Marshall Henderson comes on the scene. Uh, we make the NCAA tournament, and uh, the rest is history. We have a son named Nash Craddock Andrew Armstrong. So uh, we have a, a son who's in the NCAA. I love it. That's I what love Marshall it. Marshall Henderson did for the Armstrong family. <laughs> Spectacular. Uh, tell me about uh, your job at Link, meaning uh, obviously your job there is to 
coach and win games, but, but you guys are really a developmental program. I mean, you're really trying to develop these young men uh, as players, but as, as young men, just talk about your role, how you see your mission there. I think you wear many, many hats here as a head coach, assistant coach, uh, the AD and Adam Donye's, you know, our, our spiritual coach and Joe White. Um, you know, we're trying to help these these kids grow um, emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically, uh, every aspect of their life and to grow into to young men that they eventually have to become once they leave here and, and get into the to real world of, of college. So. Uh, we spend a lot of time on that. It's not just uh, roll the balls out and practice in the gym. We do a lot of uh, team functions, a lot of bonding, uh, you know, a lot of different things to help these kids grow uh, in all aspects of their life. Like I said, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Uh, college basketball is changing so much with the uh, players being able to make money in college now and the instant transfer rule. How does that change if at all what you guys do there i mean in terms of preparing for them for that kind of that side of the basketball world yeah we don't talk a whole lot about the uh, nil or the transfer portal but what it does is it prepares them like i said earlier uh, when they leave here, it's really like they're going into their sophomore year, so mm-hmm. to speak, because they've been away from home. They've done all the things. They've gotten on planes and flown all the way across the country, uh, had to get off the plane and practice and then play a game the next night, then fly home, then go to class. Uh, they've done all the things that you have to do in college, so they're not overwhelmed by the grind of that. They've been through it. Uh, so I think that gives them an opportunity uh, to go in and and contribute as fresh and at a high level, whereas – a lot of schools now with the transfer portal, uh, they'll sign really good freshmen. But if it's from traditional high schools who haven't really been through all that stuff, they may mm. be looking for a transfer portal guy to kind of uh, help those guys come along. I, I do believe that this is giving uh, our guys and guys that go to school like this uh, an opportunity to, to contribute more as freshmen. Because I think with the transfer portal, you'll see that less and less freshmen will be contributing, especially uh, freshmen that, that come from traditional high schools. And again, nothing away from traditional high schools. They don't have the resources and the time to do what we do. When a player comes from Link and he goes to fill in the blank university and now he's going to go in the portal, now he's going to look around, do they call you guys up and say, hey, who do you know? I mean, do they, they, do they call back and say, man, I need, I need a little uh, wisdom on this journey that I'm on Cer- now? Certainly, you know, they'll lean on us to, uh, you know, help them not necessarily make their decision, but just give them some guidance on on how to approach the decision process and, uh, you know, ask questions about how they should go about it to who they can trust, things of that nature. So they certainly when you leave that school, you're going to go back to uh, the people that that helped you get there and the people that, you know, uh, will give you uh, solid advice based off of what's best for you and not what's best for them. And and that's, you know, an issue that comes in when in recruiting a lot, you know, a lot of these decisions for these kids are made by people that are, are looking out for themselves and not what's best for the kid. And that's probably why we have so many, many transfers. So you have uh, elite players, all kinds of talented players. I remember talking to Adam one day, it was in the fall and he's, and this was maybe two seasons ago and, and, you know, I'm, he says, well, 15 of our guys have division one offers already. I'm like, you haven't even played yet. Like what, you know? Yeah. And, and so uh, for those people out there that want to like, well, who are some of your guys that are going certain places this year? Can you just list off a handful of your yeah. guys that are, they're going to be playing at, 
you know, certain universities. Definitely. We have uh, six seniors that all signed early. Uh, Ryan Forrest is going to Memphis. Uh, Cam Carr and Kate Phillips are going to Tennessee. Uh, Corey Chess is going to LSU. Jacob Cole is going to Oklahoma. And then Jacoby Walter, uh, our McDonald's All-American, is going to Baylor. And then we also have our starting point guard, Elliot Cadeau, has committed already to North Carolina. And then we just recently, a couple weeks ago, got a big man in who will play for us next year. He wasn't able to play for us this year, but will play next year. Uh, 6'10", uh, James Brown is a top 40 player in the country, uh, also committed in North Carolina. Listen, I'm a Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley guy. I need players. Can you help <laughs> brother out? I'm trying to get yep. some – I'm trying to get no my two leagues boosted up there. Yeah, well, well, we'll try to help you maybe through that transfer portal you talked about here. <laughs> Uh, so as you guys, I, I want to go back to this idea of, of, of the players ending up there and, and, and being with you guys, um, they come from all over, you recruit them, or maybe they even recruit you after knowing about it. Um, obviously it's not free to go there. Uh, are the players that come there? What I mean is it's a private institution. So the players there, do they pay or their scholarships? How does it work? Our guys are on scholarships. Um, and it's become more and more competitive. You know, it obviously now with with the success we've had, people know about Link, but but you know, nobody's calling up saying, Hey, I want to come. You know, we hear hey, so and so's uh talking about going to prep school, and then it becomes a recruiting battle for those guys and becomes about relationships and who do you know and uh, you know, fit and things of that nature that that go into recruiting. But uh this has become a competitive space, just like college basketball. I mean, you saw a couple of weeks ago, all three games are on ESPN, eight mm -hmm. great teams battling it out, and we were fortunate enough to win it. But, uh, you know, everybody's buying or vying for those players and, and trying to win those national championships to get the exposure to their school. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a competitive recruiting process. Years ago, it was Mouth of Wilson in Virginia and Hargrave Military. Right. And the, you mentioned the IMGs. And you guys just showed up, kind of took, not took over, but you've just jumped right in the middle of that national conversation. It's, it's practically just shocking what Link has been able to do in such a short period of time. It really is. And that just, again, goes back to Adam's vision and the infrastructure that we have here uh, with the Camp Canacook that we can house these kids. And, and it, it, you know, the housing and the food and everything is top of the line. So it allows us to recruit really good players. And uh, in the end, Harry, it's about those kids and those players and how hard they work. I'm just here to kind of give them some guidance. But uh, you got to have great players to have the kind of team that we had. And, and we, we had great players. Bill Armstrong, he's the coach of the national champion Linkier Academy Lions. Uh, at, on, I think you're on Twitter at Coach A15. Are you an active yes, Twitter sir. guy? Uh, I'll retweet some. I don't tweet a whole lot of my own thoughts. I don't know that anybody wants to hear that, but uh, <laughs> I'll tweet stuff about our guys and about our team. Uh, I use Twitter a lot, probably more for information than anything else, which I don't know if that's a good thing either, Harry. Uh, you, your, your political ideas are probably well-formed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bill, appreciate your time today. I'm so excited about what you guys are doing down there in Branson and, and I'll get down there and visit again sometime, probably this year, but uh, just do. so love what you guys are doing and, and uh, man, excited about the success you're having. Well, Harry, thank you so much for having us and or having me and, and promoting link Academy and uh, come see us, man. We'd love to have you at practice or just hang out for lunch anytime. I'd love to do that. That's Bill Armstrong, the head coach at Linkier Academy. 
I'm Harry Schrader reminding you, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.